everybody, and welcome onto the platform once again, the show where we do stories with no thought whatsoever. My name is Ryan. Do not believe the news, all right? No matter what you hear, trust your gut instinct that I, in fact, am Kevin. That could have gone in a, in a different direction. No, it didn't. Okay, well. No I, almost in this life. What? There are no almosts in this life. Are you sure? Well, no. Are you Yoda? I mean, I'm not Yoda, but I am smart. What a freaky little guy. He's a bit freak. He's like a raisin. Have you seen him? I've seen him. Do we have tissues in this room? No. I don't think so. I think we're going to have to deal with this for the rest of the thing. Do you need it? No, go blow your nose right now. Okay, I'll be right back. I'll cut out the large swath of silence. don't cut it. It's going to be good content. Uh, Vamp. Vamp alone. I swear to God, you better be vamping. If you're not vamping, then I'm leaving. Goddamn bullshit. You should be vamping right now. I don't hear you vamping. You were not vamping. I was I totally vamped. You did not. I did. People at home, tell me if he vamped. Oh fuck. Alright, well, <laughs> no. Listen, okay, some people like some people get mistaken and they think that the people listening to them can actually talk back. You can't talk back. I can talk to you. There's no garbage in this room. There is! There is a garbage in this room. I'm trying not to touch you. Thank you. I mean, I could go wash my hands. If you want. I'm going to go wash my hands. Why did you wait until we started recording yeah, to do well, all this? Listen, this is going to be great. This is going to cut really well. You better start mapping. <laughs> God damn it. You better be mapping in there. Now everyone's going to be like, oh, wow. How cleanly. How, how considerate. I do appreciate that you washed your hands. Yeah, so now that I touched you... You won't get sick. I mean, yeah. I'm not sick, mind you. Yeah. I never get sick. <clears throat> That's not true. Okay. I think about time we get started. Yeah, I think it's about time we get started. Um, so let me get a suggestion. Yeah. Bink. Oh, okay. Oh, but real quick, I do want to be a little bit personal. Like, one sentence, how's your day? Uh, in one sentence, my day has been um, very pleasant. That's good. I had a late night last night. I worked until 2.30. Pog. Um, but I'm feeling good. Uh, my day has been pretty lazy. Cool. That's about it. Cool. I'm very happy to do this. I put on clothes for this. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm still wearing pajama pants. Yes. A little bit of inside baseball for you listening at home. Our suggestion for the episode today is an emotion. Okay. Which is exciting. And the emotion is attachment. I don't know if that actually is an that's emotion. Not a, like, that's not an emotion. Who are we to second guess the wisdom that is bestowed upon us by this free suggestion app sort of aquamarine tinged app At- attachment yeah okay the emotion of attachment the emotion of attachment all I, right i guess let's let's get started it's been 6 minutes no that's not right that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what my, it's not my, been 6 my minutes my life flashed before my eyes okay the emotion is attachment oh boy and this is the name of the story okay. today. <clears throat> Why would you leave me? That's good enough for Holy me. Shit. Why would why would you leave me? Is this gonna be a serious one? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I have an inkling based on the energy in the room. Maybe not. Although to be fair, the energy in the room is more or less always this. Yeah. Which is to say a little bit fucked up but great but great but great and we love it okay so the attachment no the emo- that the the suggestion, the suggestion 
is, is attachment. An, is attachment. And the title is Why Would You Leave Me? <laughs> okay, here we go. You get started. I will. So we start um, in the forest. We're in the forest. It is, it's it's the morning. It's dawn in the forest. And and dew drops are, 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 are running down blades of grass and, mm-hmm. and, and sparkling along the moss at the bases of trees. Hey, and, moss. and <laughs> the sunrise is reflecting. Uh, across the the dewy landscape and 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 shining and and just beginning to sort of peek over the tree line as the, as the the trees cast their long thin shadows through the glade uh, and there's a there's a misty sort of air blowing through it and it brings a sense of freshness and and beauty and and peace. And there, in the middle of this forest, walking elegantly in a flowing white dress. It's a young lady with long, kind of ethereal blonde hair. Yes. Her pale skin shines in the morning light. Her feet are bare as she steps over top of moss, twigs, and the like. Pine cones even. Pine cones even. Yeah. And the you as the viewer, or the listener, yeah. get a sense that... <clears throat> She's going somewhere. She has something she needs to do. She has a sense of, not of urgency, but of purpose. Mm-hmm. She moves with purpose. And then, as she makes her way through this glade, she stops. She turns back. She makes eye contact with the camera. She does make eye contact with the She camera. looks right at you. She gives you a little knowing smile. It seems to indicate she has some manner of knowledge, perhaps not of this world. Yes. And she smiles. And then she's gone. <gasps> In a cold sweat, Jeremy emerges from his sheets. He is half naked as he sleeps. Which half? half? Naked. The bottom half. Is that the half that's <laughs> naked or not naked? That's really not important. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy will turn himself outward on his bed. He he grasps the uh, the now slick portion of his face. Uh, it, it, it slides across his fingers as he creases up and around his bald head. He says, Oh, God. I dream again. What was... Why? Who is she? He looks at the clock. Oh, three o'clock in the morning. He has to work in not but six hours. He reaches at his bedside for a bottle of pills. He takes one out, puts it in his mouth, swallows without taking any water, goes to the bathroom, puts a bit of water on his face. He sees himself in the reflection. Jeremy hadn't always been this tired, this lonely this he's not lonely really he's just alone there's a difference um <clears throat> but <laughs> he he's never been this tired this sleep deprived and he looks at the long bags under his eyes and the 
uh, the weight of his face, uh, sallow and dark, and his uh, little shirt he got from university, his dick out. <laughs> the riddle's been solved. <laughs> Which half is naked? <laughs> you, you attentive viewers would notice. <laughs> he opens his eyes to look at himself. But what he sees isn't himself. But rather, someone who he doesn't recognize. An old man. Where once there was a young one. Jesus. <laughs> he feels the power of the pills sticking over. And he maneuvers his way back to his bed, turns the lights off. Puts a compress on his head. And he falls asleep. Life continues as normal for Jeremy, week in and week out. The months slip by <clears throat> like waves on a beach, ebbing and flowing, seeming so present and yet gone in a moment. Jeremy goes to work. Jeremy rides the train, and he looks around at all the people surrounding him. That's pretty good. Pretty good train sound. Thank you. And he looks around at all the people around him, <clears throat> and he thinks about the lives that they've all lived. He thinks about how each of them have their own dreams, their own desires, and how he'll never know a single one of them. He'll probably never meet them again. He goes to work. He sits behind a desk. Answering calls all day. He works for TELUS. All day long, Jeremy spends his time speaking with people who he'll never know the lives of, who he'll never meet again. Until and, one. And who he'll never know. Until one day, he hears something. Somebody is knocking on his office door. His eyes beam open. They're sticky. He looks around. Something strange has come over him, but he's not entirely sure what. <clears throat> he clears his throat, takes his headset off, swivels his chair backwards, and maneuvers to the door. Oh. Um. <clears throat> uh. Hey. Uh. Hello. Hey, Jeremy. Hey. Um. It's just your old pal over in HR. Um, do you hey, have a hey, minute? Norm. Do you have a minute to chat? Yeah, Norm. Norm, come in. Yeah, Norm comes in. Norm is a very imposing man, physically and otherwise. He's <clears throat> he's well over six feet tall, probably in the realm of six foot six. Oof. And he's he's similar to Jeremy in that he's balding. But he has a wide jaw and a wide frame. His his legs seem to bulge in his pants. Almost as if his very clothing struggles to contain him. Whereas Jeremy, his pale, sallow, thin frame, his clothes hang off of him like a skeleton. The two men couldn't look more similar, and yet couldn't be more different. Jeremy. Norm sits. As does Jeremy. Jeremy swallows. 
I mean, he wasn't didn't have anything in his mouth, but he swallows nonetheless. So, um, thanks for talking to me. Mm, uh, yeah. You might have heard that there's rumors going around that uh, there's going to be some layoffs happening. You've probably heard that, right? Jeremy's head is a mix of emotions. He he understands layoffs. They're very bad for him, obviously. He doesn't want to lose his job, his, his, his ability to make money, to live. But at the same time, there's something in him right now. Looking at the bulging pants of Norm, looking at his thick frame. Jeremy can't help but experience some kind of unrequited desire. Yeah. Yeah, Norm. Um, you okay? Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> you know, Monday. Yeah. Um, so listen, I've been sent by uh, the folks up on the top floor to essentially just start going around. And I don't want you to get the wrong idea. No. You're not losing your job. Okay. Um, but the people on your floor that you are in charge of. Yeah. Um, you're going to need to let five of them go by the end of the week. And that's going to be there. You can get input if you'd like from up top, but it's lar it is largely going to be your decision. Okay. So, you know, you've worked with these people for 12 odd years, some of them. <clears throat> so I'm sure you are well informed to make the call based on, you know, all the guidelines in the handbook and all that stuff. And also just based on your own personal preference. Hey man. And he <clears throat> scooches his chair a little bit closer and he's like, Hey man, Jeremy's eyes dart down and up very quickly. Um, it's between you and me. I know you struggle with this kind of thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, you, you could say that. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you need me to step in and take a fall on anything, just uh, let me know. Okay. Uh, yeah. You know, you can always. Blame someone upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Okay, Norm. Can I, can I help you with anything else? <sighs> no, no, no. Uh, no, it's unfortunate, you know. Um, but I think uh, I think I'll need a bit of time to think on it. Thanks, Norm, though. <laughs> yeah, no worries, man. Yeah. Norm stands up and he towers over Jeremy. And he says, uh, one more thing. There was a... Uh, I think there was a call for you. Oh. When you were out, they left a message. Oh. Okay. Um. Thanks. Yeah. Take it easy, man. And he yeah, closes the door. His hands meet his face as Jeremy cups them together, forming a triangle across the bridge of his nose. Pressure applied in the center of his face, pushing in to try and relieve his stress. It's not working. God. Shit. <clears throat> okay. Jeremy moves the chair that was taken up by the giant back onto the side of the wall. He 
maneuvers his own swivel chair back onto the rightful place over top of his support. He swivels around in it a little bit. Looking around, he sees his uh, Donnie's deli sandwich on the uh, counter. Half finished. He sees, of course, the annual company photo. Basically, the only photo besides his rat on the uh, desk. The titular rat next to it. Sweetums. His beloved. And then his eye lingers on something truly normal. But given a different air. An unnatural kind of dread permeates the object of his regular everyday usage, his telephone. There's a light blinking next to the button that says answering machine. A little green light blinking. Quickly, briefly, normally. But there's something about it today. Jeremy picks up the phone. Cut. People are uh, moving in and around the deli. Plenty of people going backwards, forwards. Okay, not literally backwards and forwards, but like back and forth between the uh, counter and their table. I'll get a pastrami. Hey, can I, uh, can I have some of that salad to go, please? Jeremy steps forward. He's the third in line, and he's on his phone right now. Uh, his screensaver, his beloved rat, Sweetums, he shifts off of it and to a list of names. Of course, he's been organizing the people he thinks are uh, qualified to stick around working at Talos. The people he knows have been around for a long time. The people who have just started. And of course, the last list, the people who he thinks are ready to be let go. Unsurprisingly, that list is empty. He's second in line now, looking back and forth here at the deli. <clears throat> Sounds of meat grinders, or meat cutters, in the distance. Knives on board. He steps forward, he's now the first in the line. He looks at the young lady at the other side, or at least he assumes young lady, at the other side of the counter. She's got piercings in her face and uh, yellow and black hair. Her eyes are blue. Skin is a little bit ethereal. She looks at him. She gives him a very pleasant smile. And she says, Hi, what can I do for you? Can you help me? I'm sorry? Um, <clears throat> he looks about, his eyes darting, sweat pouring down his face. What the fuck did he just say? Uh, yeah, um, salami on rye, please. Of course. Anything else? Um, uh, bag of chips, please. You got oh, it. and, um, a little thing of cheese. 
Okay. That'll be seventeen ninety-nine. Okay. He taps his card. Deet. And maneuvers over to the waiting room. Sorry, waiting area. This deli doesn't have two rooms. <laughs> the waiting area he stands beside uh, a number of other people. Different sizes. Different people. Different looks. He looks around. There's one man in a gray tweed suit with sweat running mm-hmm. down his face. He sees there's another person, a woman, in a very smart navy blue suit, a pencil skirt. She's looking at her watch impatiently. There's a, there's a younger man <clears throat> with a beard, and he seems to be scratching it thoughtfully and almost trying to remember something, something that had just been at the tip of his tongue. And then, Jeremy? Uh, yeah. Uh, here's your sandwich. Thank you. Uh, and as Jeremy takes the sandwich, his, it's one of those moments where the, the barista is just handing him something and, and he accidentally just barely grazes her finger as he takes the sandwich from her. And as he looks up, her eyes are boring right into his. Jeremy takes a moment. All the time in the deli seems to slow, even just for a moment. Her eyes are green. He could have sworn they weren't. And she says, Anything else I can help you with? My name's Jeremy. Yes, I know. He looks down at her shirt and sees Tina. Um, good, good, good that you know, Tina. Um, the, did you put the little side of cheese in, um, the bag? Uh, yeah. Great. Are you okay? I'm, 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 uh, I'm good. Uh, well, I'm Jeremy. Um, so I'm gonna just, uh, uh, see ya. Bye. 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 And as Bye. as Jeremy turns around, he he doesn't stop his stride and he doesn't he doesn't miss a beat. But as he turns around, he just in almost imperceptibly glances at all the people that he was observing before, and they all just out of the corner of his eye look down from how they were watching him. The deli suddenly seems very loud. Jeremy pushes on the glass door to exit. He doesn't take lunch here at the deli. He has to get back to the office. Cut. Jeremy has the phone in his hand. You have one 
new message. To hear your message, he puts the phone back. The light keeps blinking at him. Fingernails aren't sustenance, but he can't stop himself from whittling down his thumb two pastrami sandwiches or two salami sandwiches sit on his desk one half finished bottle of ginger ale and a small little cup filled with cheese next to a photo of a rat <clears throat> he's made a diagram a grid on his desk every name of everyone in the office and he's been whittling it down to certain options. He's down now to six. Corey, Daniel, Mari, Elise, Fergus, and Tony. There's a knock on his door. He immediately covers his diagram. Uh, yeah, what is it? Uh, let me get the door. Uh, he opens the door, uh, and one of his co-workers, Tony, is standing there. And nice suit. Tie right up. Although, it's a bit big for him. He's a young man. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, hey Tony. Um, uh, do you have... Sorry, am I interrupting anything? Oh, no. Okay, okay, thanks. And they close the door behind him, and he says... Um, listen, I, sorry, I don't mean to bother you. I've just, um, been hearing rumors about, um, you know, stuff going on in the office. And uh -huh. I was just, I've just been kind of getting a little bit nervous, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, do you, have you heard anything or? Well, I will, um, I'll be honest. I have heard some rumors, uh, going back and forth. Okay. Uh, about layoffs. Yeah. Right. As Jeremy speaks, the reflection in the glass behind Tony, he it only catches his eye for just a moment, but he could swear he sees a pair of eyes looking at him. They're gone. So, Jeremy, you okay? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, sorry. I uh, had a had a blonde moment. Um, <clears throat> right. So, yes, Tony. There's likely going to be some layoffs. Oh, okay. Right. And I, uh, you don't have to sugarcoat anything. I'm. Is there anything I should know? No, but I'm. Thinking that everybody, um, everybody should, at this stage, continue on. Um, it's, it's important that you look after yourself, but it's also important that you continue to do the work that you're being assigned to today. You don't have to pretend with me, man. I'm... Tony's just staring at him. Well, Tony, if you want my advice, 
I haven't come to a full decision yet. And I won't for a little bit. So, it's really Schrodinger's cat. Right. I wish I could help more, but it's a big decision, and I don't want to take it lightly. Right. Tony stands up. I'm sorry, Tony. Tony walks out. Instead of forming a triangle, Jeremy slides his hand across his face, making almost like a slash in it. He likes the pressure on the top. He likes the pressure in the middle of his skull. And suddenly, not suddenly, but slowly, his thumb becomes wet. He's, he's crying. He doesn't feel sad. He's not sure what he feels right now, but the tears are coming out, so it must be something. He looks over at his desk, at his phone. The light still blinking. He stands up, marches right over to the phone, pulls it out, holds it, shaking. You have one new message. Cut. Jeremy's at home again. On top of his chest, a small white rat sits, softly fiddling about on his large or sorry we said he was skinny he's pretty skinny okay his skinny chest his baggy shirt his baggy shirt it eats a small cube of cheese ah sweetums sometimes i wish i was a rat he looks over paint a glass on the side of his little apartment it's not much but he makes well enough He's never needed a big place. All he's ever needed is, you know, a rat. Occasionally some company. A pigeon flies over to the little bird feeder he has. Even in all the turmoil and stress, this makes him smile. He looks around the apartment. There's him. There's Sweetums. There's the pigeon. There's nobody else. The walls are stark. The city is dark. There's only a few dimly lit windows that he can see through his blinds in the building across from him. He sits up, puts Sweetums back into his little enclosure. The rat moves play the pigeon is gone he's at his closet it's overfilled there's one half just suits well not suits nice shirts nice pants blazers sometimes on the side more casual affair for going out and the like and of course there's a large blue bin 
which he does not open. He moves to change from his work attire to his pajamas. Then, out from the pocket that he has, a crumpled up napkin falls to the ground. <sighs> Leans down, picks it up. His back hurts a bit. Says, Deli. Crumples up the napkin. Licks his lips a tiny bit. His hand almost goes white from squeezing it so hard. He has a flash in his mind for a moment of a woman smiling, almost as if she knows something. She's sitting in a deli. He puts the pajamas back in the side of the closet and reaches instead for casual wear. The deli at night. He's outside, looking in. He usually cooks for himself, but something told him he needed to be here. He moves to enter, just as he does, another person exits. Oh, it's that young girl again. Well, she doesn't appear to be that young. She's maybe in her late 20s. Piercings in her face. Black hair with yellow in it. She doesn't notice him as she walks by. She says, oh, excuse me. Uh, hi. I'm sorry? Hi. Um, I, I um, I wanted to apologize for earlier. You, you probably don't recognize me. I'm Jeremy. Oh, yeah. Jeremy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, That's okay. Um, no, it's, it's kind of weird. Sorry. I, I'm very sorry for how I acted before. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a weirdo. I kind of think about things a lot, like way too much. And, um, I, well, if I'm being honest, you just reminded me of someone and I didn't want to get you to get the impression that I was... I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. She just kind of looks at him. Um, okay. Have a good night. She walks off. You too. Jeremy looks after her. <laughs> the lightly damp pavement of the street reflecting the street lights all around him the lights of the shops the windows the empty streets closing up for the night he looks back to the deli they've just closed it's dark he looks at his own reflection beyond his reflection he really looks at his own reflection and there he sees the old man again. But you know what? There never was a young man. 
There's never going to be an older man. That's him. He's not old. He's Jeremy. And he's sweaty. And his face is a bit sallow. But it's him. And as his vision blurs on himself, he sees in the reflection of the deli. A large building with a glowing logo at the top. Tell us. Cut. He's in his office. Same night. Yeah. Lights are dim except in, except for his lamp. The whole office is empty. There's no one around. No one but him. He's sitting at his desk, staring at his answering machine. He puts his hand on the receiver. He removes the phone from the machine. He puts it up to his ear. You have one new message. He hits the button. He closes his eyes. He listens to the electricity through the wires. Hi, Jeremy. It's been a while. I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was expecting. I just picked up the phone. I don't know what I would have done if you had answered it. I'm sorry. I'm wasting your time. His fingers dial. Hello? Cut. <laughs> Is that the end? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Things in a box. That's all he can think about right now. Things in a box. A knock on Jeremy's door. He puts the box down, turns back, moves over towards it, opens it up. Who should be there but the giant himself? Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Norm. Mind if I come in? Why not? Norm sits down in the chair across from Jeremy, his huge fingers interlaced, his muscles bulging out of his shirt. Jeremy sits leaning against his desk, eyes directly on his. You all right? I probably shouldn't be, but yeah. There's something different about you. Oh, I'm unemployed now. Technically, yeah. Yeah. Well, had to find redundancy somewhere, right? 
I suppose we did. You know, you didn't have to. <sighs> Been here a long time. Age of staying with a company all your life is done. It's done. Besides, Alberta's got lots of opportunities for middle management. All right. I just got to ask, everybody's wondering, what made you change your mind? I don't really know. I mean, you know, we we connect people with telephones, right? Sometimes we forget that, I think. That, like, the point of a telephone is to call from distance. It's a talk from distance. We're more and more concerned with how fast we do it, but some messages, I feel like no matter no matter how fast you send them, they come when they're ready. And you understand them when they're done. So don't think of it as sudden. Think of it as I've suddenly understood hmm. what was trying to be told to me. Hmm. I like that. Well, holds out a hand. Takes it. Give Tony my best. He'll be good in the position. I will. Hey, if you're ever in Calgary sometime, maybe get something to drink. I'd like that. Take care of yourself. You got it. Norm exits. Jeremy returns to his box. He puts in the picture of his last company ball game. He puts in the picture of Sweetums. He puts in a napkin from the deli. He pulls out from the bottom of his desk one last photo. It's of a woman in a forest, ethereal blonde hair, white dress, giving a coy smile to the camera. Puts that in his box. Cut. Jeremy's at home. He's asleep. And for the first time in a long time, he doesn't have any dreams at all. All right, well. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, um. Holy shit. That was probably the quietest episode we've ever it was, done. It's going to be a quiet one, I think. <laughs> Ooh, that was really good. That was fun. That was hell yeah. That was cool. That was exciting. What was the moral moral of that? Oh, that was was great. That was a lot more ambiguous than we usually go, I think. A lot more metaphorical. Yeah. It was serious. We never do a serious. It was was serious. We're really really trying things here on the platform. Yeah, we're really breaking the mold. (laughs) Oh, boy. All right, all right. What was the moral? Yeah. Okay, what was the moral? Um, I think the, the moral is... That you have to be receptive to what life has to has to offer you. Yeah. You can't close yourself off. Mm. 
Yeah. Do you think was it a, was it about guilt? Was it guilt? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it, I feel like it was just. I feel like it was just about um, reconciling, like mm. kinda. Yeah. Okay. It was. It was about like. It was about feeling like there was someone lost from your life. That mm. like in the pursuit of something else that you needed to, uh, you needed to to cut away what you actually cared about. Hmm. All right. Nice. Yeah, it's cool as hell. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah, any. 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 Anything you like? Anything you didn't like? Um. I mean, I liked it. But... I liked it too. Uh. Pfft. I mean, like. I liked the. <laughs> Jumping in, I like how many, I like how relatively long a period of time the story took place over. It still wasn't that long. It was maybe two days, I think. It was like a week in my mind. Oh, it wasn't a week? Okay, Jesus. Well, and... and, and, Or like three days. Yeah, regardless, regardless, it was a departure from the normal, like, 15 minutes that our stories usually take place over. Of like, real time... Here's a problem. You find a way to overcome it. The story ends. Or you just say spaghetti. Or you just say spaghetti over and over again. Um, yeah, but I liked I liked how we 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 found the air in the story and we spaced it out and it yeah, felt too. like it felt it felt the pacing felt felt good and it didn't feel frantic yeah. or you know obviously the the pacing was sort of influenced <laughs> by the tone and all that other kind of stuff. But. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like. I also liked the the mechanics we used. Yeah, I like I like cut. I thought that was really efficient. We, yeah, we used the cut. It was this was a pretty cinematic one. This was so cinematic. again because of the tone, the yeah. serious tone, and all that all that stuff. Most of our stuff cinematic. Like most. Yeah, we usually say like yeah, camera and like pan to and meanwhile in the well because it's audio. Yeah, so it's like hard not to. exactly. Yeah. Uh, you should have seen us, like, right near the end there. I, I was, like, I was, like, mouthing, like, are we done? <laughs> we were, like, mouthing wildly to each other, like, what's going to go? What's happening? Um, but uh, we, we figured it out. It was uh, good. Okay, right. well, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes, thank this was you. This was a slightly longer one. Um, slightly. But we hope you enjoyed. And um, it's been six minutes, yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed, and if you did, um, you know, uh, like. follow, yeah, like, you know, you can't like it. We keep saying like. Comment. You can't, can you comment? I don't know. Subscribe. You can subscribe, you can, like, follow us on podcasts, whatever podcast platform you are choosing to listen to us through. Up to you. Um, and maybe share it with a friend if you'd liked it. Um, and we'll see you next time. Yes. Be safe. Be lovely. Call them. Call them. I love you. Love you. We'll see you next time.